Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, Charlotte edition. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. We are excited to welcome on Al Wallace, former Carolina Panther defensive end. Before we bring him before we bring him on, let me ask you this. Do you need health insurance? Get quotes for individual health insurance plans at healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Al has been on this show before and always love uh, catching up with him. And he played defensive end during that 2003 Super Bowl team. And so I'm a big Al Wallace fan. And so we, we talk a little bit about his playing career. Uh, we talk about kind of what God's doing in his life, family. He's got a, a one-year-old and a total of five kids. And, and then he's got a family business uh, with his wife. So he's going to share about that. Uh, we give give uh, we get his thoughts on all of the the Panthers topics going on. So much going on with Carolina this off season, and and so uh, excited to talk to him. Uh, he played ten years in the NFL for the Eagles, Bears, Bills, Dolphins, and then Panthers. What was really where he caught on, and and so he plays college football at Maryland, and he's a husband and a father. Before we jump in. Let me encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com, and be sure to subscribe to the weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This, and you can subscribe for free and get the just the encouraging word each weekday about sports, faith, and life, and you can subscribe on unpackingit.com. Well, right now, let's jump right in with Al Wallace. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Al, thanks so much for joining us again on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, just grateful for you to have me back on. Uh, I love spending time with you the last time. Uh, looking forward to this this session here. Absolutely. Well, glad to have you on. And, and of course, last year we uh, we did an event together, the Super Saturday Man Breakfast, which which was awesome. And so uh, glad to, to catch up with you today. And I know you've had a lot going on family-wise and work-wise, and so want to hear all about that as well. Uh, but we'll start with the Panthers because it's just been such a wild offseason, and it seems like the conversation – it has been the same during the offseason, but it's taken so many twists and turns, and it depends on the latest reports that are out. And so today, it's kind of the, the, the signs are pointing to Cam returning as the starter. And so I guess first off, do you buy that, that kind of latest rumor, latest comments, and, and does it make sense? Yeah, I'll see it when I see him back in the uniform. I think this time of year with the combine going on, 
the draft quickly approaching. If you're the Carolina Panthers, I think the smart thing is to say you want him, you value him, because if you don't, you diminish his trade value if that's something you're looking forward uh, to doing uh, down the road here. So I think the Carolina Panthers, uh, their front office personnel, they're saying the right things, that they want to bring Cam back. Uh, that's going to open the door for more trade partners uh, if they if they don't. So I think they're doing the right thing. I'll see it when I believe it. I want to see number one back in the Carolina Panthers jersey. I think he is the best option at quarterback for this team, uh, at least for next year. Well, so I would kind of agree with that, that he, he'd be the best option if healthy. But does it make sense with, with the plan that has kind of already been revealed? Because I look at, you know, Greg Olson leaving and, and Luke Keekley retiring. And so it seems like, you know, man, the team's going young. And then to, to bring in a guy who's been the face or, or bring him back and, and has been so much of the focal point, does that make sense with everything that's changing and, and a lot of the veterans that are leaving? Yeah, it doesn't make sense if you're Cam Newton. I think if you're Cam and you're looking at winning football games and you want to prove that you're still a, a valuable quarterback in this league, you want to or you have to do that by winning. And I don't think this team, the roster as it stands today, is set up to win very many football games. So if you're Cam, I don't think it plays in your favor. Uh, you know, if, if you're Matt Rule and, and you're the Carolina Panthers, I mean, name me five other quarterbacks that you can go out there. And I think it's a, a loaded free agency uh, coming up as far as the quarterback pool. And then in the draft, there's a lot of intriguing uh, quarterbacks that are out there. I still don't think any of those guys, and I think we're going to keep saying this until proven otherwise, when he's healthy, he's the best option for this team to win. But if I'm looking at it as an individual, as Cam Newton, I want out of here like the rest of the guys because I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, when I'm getting up there in age and, and 30 years old and, and trying to win championships. You don't want to go through those two years two or three lean years here that I believe the Panthers are going to have. You know, that's a good point because I'm actually surprised that he hasn't come out and said, hey, please trade me, please, I, I got to start fresh somewhere else, considering the moves that we've already seen the, the Panthers make. So that's, uh, yeah, he's kind of been, hey, I'm coming back, and that's been his kind of stance, which uh, I think in some ways is, is surprising. Are you surprised by that? I am because I think uh, we all have egos, you know, and I, and, and I think Cam Newton has an ego. And for this team to have not verbally committed to him, um, you know, just just doesn't feel right. I, I think my ego would get in the way and it would say, hey, if you don't want me, I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove that uh, I can still win football games. I can still play at an MVP, MVP caliber uh, level and I'm going to prove you wrong. So I can't believe he hasn't done that. Maybe I, I don't know Cam as well as uh, maybe any of us thought we did. Yeah. But I think he loves the city. He loves Charlotte, uh, the things he does in this community. He's attached. He's grown up here as a Carolina Panther. He's got his start here. He won an MVP. So I think he really has an affinity for this organization uh, in this town. Which is cool. And it's kind of in some ways surprising that fans have been so eager or willing to move on from him. Uh, because of that connection that he's had with the city for so long and all the success that he has had, we've kind of forgotten it because the last two years with, with injuries. Uh, but, man, it's, it's fascinating, and, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll hear many more stories in, between now and, and when guys actually go out there with pads on. And so in kind of this season of the offseason and all that, that does go on this time of year, when you were playing, do, do any, I don't know, stories come to mind? Just as what is your perspective as far as how often did you hear rumors or, or what was being said publicly you knew was way different 
than than reality just because you were in the locker room you knew what was going on what what's just kind of your overall take on you know we we will grab any nugget of of rumor and run with it this time of year but but i got to think behind the scenes people people are laughing at at kind of what what people uh run with yeah it it only takes a, a small seed to kind of get that rumor uh, growing and it just goes from ear to ear and out of out of the mouths and, and it changes so quickly. Uh, I think uh, the most important thing to understand about the off season it is the biggest time of hope for all fans. We all hope that our teams are going to get better. We're all hopeful that we're going to get that top tier uh, free agent and, and the highest pick in the draft and the guy's going to come in and, and change. Uh, our trajectory. So this is a time of hope. So uh, the rumors are just waiting. It's just a small flame will turn into an inferno. So I think for me, that's the thing I take away from the off season, but I've been a part of locker rooms where you hear things um, about a guy maybe coming in and, and as a player, you know, if it's a guy in your position. So for me, a defensive end and, and the rumors are they're going to go after this big free agent uh, signing, I mean, it makes you worry a little bit about your job security. I was an undrafted uh, free agent uh, in my career, 10 years, and was never a full-time starter. So um, I think from year to year, I always approached it with, uh, you know, making a roster, and that's the way I did it. I did not feel comfortable or think anything was guaranteed, not one single season in the NFL. So uh, for me, you just you look at this time, the NFL renews itself with the draft and the combine uh, coming up here this weekend, and you know you got to compete. So I was back in the gym uh, training, getting myself ready for that battle that I knew a younger, uh, probably cheaper, uh, more highly touted guy was going to come in and try to upseat, uproot what I had built. So that's the way I approach the offseason and the draft in each upcoming year. Wow. No, that that's interesting and, and a unique perspective. And so when you were in those situations, how transparent you know, were the, 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 the positional coach, the D coordinator, the head coach, the, the GM, as far as if they said, hey, we're bringing you back, we want you back, did they end up living up to that? Or were there times where they said one thing and then before you knew it, you, oh, I guess I'm out, I'm out of a, a spot this year? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a tough time. And I think I only have one experience. I came here um, via trade from the Miami Dolphins in, in 2002 and got a great opportunity with John Fox and, and Jack Del Rio and, and the guys gave me a real opportunity to come and prove myself. I was on a two-year deal, um, so my contract expired the day the second the Super Bowl ended. And I remember uh, for the first time in my career feeling wanted uh, because on the plane back from Houston to Charlotte, both Marty Herney and John Fox approached me on the airplane and said, "Hey, we're going to get a deal done. We got to have you back." Um, I was a special teams contributor. Um, I was a backup to Mike Rucker and the great Julius Peppers, and I was productive in those first two years under John Fox. And they thought they could, you know, uh, get, get get a deal in play that would bring me back. And uh, that kind of love, I probably took less money to come back here, not much less, but less money to come back here because of my sense of loyalty mm. and because of that transparency that I saw from Marty Herney, who I still have a great relationship with today, John Fox that said, hey, we want you. We value what you bring to this team. I knew I wasn't uh, elite like Peppers and Rucker. I wasn't a superstar, but uh, I was a hard worker. I think they appreciated that, and they knew that that team was built on chemistry, not so much an overwhelming number of talented players. We did have Steve Smith and, and Peppers, 
peppers. I keep saying peppers. Oh, yeah. Um, but they valued that hard work and that effort, and they wanted to keep that team together, you know, as, as long as they possibly could. And I did re-sign in free agency before free agency hit came back here to play with the Carolina Panthers my last three seasons in the NFL. Ah, I love that. No, that that's awesome. And, and of course, that was the, the Super Bowl team, and you were right there rotating in at, at D-end and, and a key key role uh, on that team, which which was awesome. So, uh, man, that's, I love that story. And are you surprised, I guess, when uh, – it's just a tough thing. When you talk about people's money and, and you understand the loyalty to a team, you find the chemistry, you want to stick around, you'll take less – because some may say, hey, Al, you could have gone somewhere else and maybe you know, been a starter, whereas here you knew you were going to be the backup. You knew you were the backup to, to Rucker and Peppers. They had proven themselves, and, and so you passed that up. I don't know. I'm just curious kind of that, that mindset and even comparing it to other guys, but what you ultimately kind of landed on and, and what you valued the most. Yeah, I, I value that loyalty, and I value the friendships uh, in the locker room in the city of Charlotte and the opportunity that I was given here. And I wanted to pay that forward or repay Marty and John Fox for uh, letting me come in, not looking at that free agent uh, tag that we carry uh, throughout our careers and put me on the field and said, Hey, earn it, earn it by merit and not by draft status. And so many times in the NFL, if you're drafted a first rounder and you're a first rounder, <laughs> throughout your career, you get an overwhelming number of opportunities, whether you're productive or not. So uh, this team had a different approach and this coach had a coaching staff had a different approach. And, and I value that. And it also goes back to my journey in the NFL, being in NFL, being out uh, before I was here with the Carolina Panthers, was working at a high school as an assistant principal um, and got a call from the Dolphins, who was my hometown team down in Florida and said, Hey, we're going to give you another shot. Uh, go through their OTAs, um, get an opportunity to go to training camp, and got traded to the Panthers the week before training camp started. Drove from uh, Miami, Florida to Spartanburg, South Carolina. So uh, my journey wasn't an easy one. I uh, had a young family, a uh, wife, and, and a really young daughter. She, I think she was maybe uh, three or four months old, maybe oh, a year old at the time. And I decided I wasn't going to bounce around in the NFL. I found a place that loved me. I loved where I was, and I was going to give it my last shot here and reward um, the team that, that really stuck their neck out for me and gave me an opportunity to play. Ah, man, I love it. Love, love reminiscing about that, that Panthers era. Uh, and, and, and to your point, just the, the, you know, the type of guys like Jake DeLome and Ricky Prohl and, and even, yeah. I mean, even Steve Smith, you mentioned he's a star, but he didn't necessarily come in as this, this highly touted guy. I mean, he was a punt returner that became this star wide receiver. So that's what made that team so special. Guys were hungry and the chemistry that you talk about. So, uh, man, so I always go back. Those are the glory days for me as a fan uh, as well. And, and so along those lines, where we kind of look at where the Panthers are at right now, and I would say that they're far from having that type of chemistry just because, hey, it seems like kind of a rebuild, a retool, whatever it ends up being. How do you view the, the kind of the current state of this team, all the change that has been taking place, and if you if you were in charge, what kind of what kind of plan would you put in place? How do you see kind of things improving and, and moving forward? Yeah, it's uh, I think it's the first time since I arrived here in 2002 that um, I have a, a feeling of uncertainty about what product I'm going to see on the football this year, and I know 
a lot of things, uh, openings and pieces to the puzzle have to be put in place here with the roster. Um, you have a new coaching staff. You get new front office personnel. Um, everything is changing. All the names and the faces uh, in the leadership on that field has changed. It started with Thomas Davis and uh, you, you see, uh, you know, Ryan Khalil, all those guys left, and now Olsen and Keekley. I mean, there are really two, uh, I think, nationally known commodities on this team, and it's Cam Newton, and we're still up in the air not knowing uh, where he's going to be. And then you have Christian McCaffrey, both of those guys on the offensive side. So as a defender, a guy who is, was a part of establishing – um, you, you know, a baseline for what Carolina Panthers defense will become in 2002 and having it carried out, I feel like it left out of the door with Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Now that those two guys are gone, I'm not saying they don't have good players, K.K. Short and, um, you know, Shaq Thompson, those guys are going to have to step up. But it is scary not having those big names, those personalities, that leadership on mm. this football team, along with new coaching uh, full staff that makes it very scary as a Carolina Panthers fan. I don't know what I'm going to see come September. <laughs> I know there's an element of excitement because it is new. There's there's going to be fresh players and of course new coaches and all that. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm worried and scared and and wondering uh oh how long of a rebuild will it be? But we've seen in the NFL how quickly you can turn things around. So um, I'm definitely hopeful for that. And and so and speaking about the the Matt Rule hire. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about him. I want to take it a little bit deeper. When you look at the staff and, and just, uh, you know, you've been around this franchise, you, you're a former player. For me, I'm disappointed that there aren't more Panthers guys on that roster. You know, Chase Blackburn played with the team, um, but I'm just bummed that so many of the guys, you know, some of the former players, Jericho Cotri, Travell Wharton, all those guys are gone. What what do you make of kind of the the assistant coaches and and the decisions that were made on on the overall coaching staff? Yeah, I mean it's always tough. Uh, it's inevitable when you have a new ownership. Uh, they come in, uh, you know, eventually you're gonna you know see a bunch of new faces. They're gonna bring in their guys. They're gonna run their business uh, their way. Uh, and part of that is is bringing people that you're comfortable with that you believe in. And uh, some of that is just not having a relationship with some of those Panthers greats. Uh, and, and you just you move on. So, yeah, those guys I played with, uh, Travell Wharton, um, you know, Everett Brown uh, was another yeah. guy who played for the Panthers, was on that staff, a bunch of guys that are just gone now. Um, so, you know, just going back and forth to the facility, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know anyone. The faces are different. <laughs> everything's different, but I think it's refreshing. I think it's time for a change. Um, this team is going to reinvent itself. Uh, great ownership. I believe in David Tepper. I know he has a plan. He didn't become who he is uh, as a billionaire without having a great plan and taking some risk. And I think football is evolving uh, right before my eyes. When I got into the league in 1997, the game was just different. And I think bringing in a guy like Matt Rule and that young coaching staff and new philosophies and 
the analytics is moving closer to the college game, and they're being they're going to be able to connect with some of the young players on the team and some of the players they're going to bring in for the draft. So I think they're ahead of the game and kind of transitioning where college the college game and the pro game is 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 becoming uh, you know it's it's a lot of great areas. So they're doing a great job, and I'm excited to see what Rule can do because I, I know he's won and I know he's done a great job at, at this collegiate level but what I hear consistently is how great of a man he is and a great leader and how the guys really uh you know love him so uh, I think if he can bring that same energy and make those same connections on the pro level he's going to be successful whether they win or lose and and I think winning is, is in the cards we all hope they win but I think changing the lives of those young men in that locker room is, is where he's made a difference in the college game. Oh, no, I love, I love hearing that. And yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that rule. I'm really excited. I like the hire and it, it's going to be fun, fun to see uh, how he, he puts his stamp on this, this team and, and, and the franchise moving forward. So I, I think overall it's going to be an exciting time for the Panthers. And when, anytime you've got a top 10 pick and a big choice there and future of the quarterback position, it, it, it provides a lot of intrigue for for us as fans that's for sure but uh but out man love getting your insight on on football and, and talking panthers but but i also know that you know after you retire from the nfl you you had to you know pursue your own kind of business career and and i, I love hearing just about guys that when, when they transition out they you know they land on their feet well and they're able to find you know that second career and I know you've got kind of multiple things that, that you're, you're juggling, but, but what can you share just as far as from a, a business standpoint, work standpoint, what, what keeps you busy and, and, and where, where are your passions at? Uh, I mean, my passion, number one, is, is my family. I mean, I grew up uh, in a broken home and, you know, both parents at some point in time were in and out and not, you know, a part of uh, your everyday life. So I have five kids, a uh, beautiful wife. Wow. My oldest is in college and our baby just turned one. Oh. So it's a big, big range there. Four girls and uh, one rambunctious three-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, so they, they just, they bring, they keep me young. They bring energy uh, to the household. And, uh, you know, I get to fill a gap uh, that wasn't there when I grew up. So for me, being dad and being present um, and being involved in their lives day to day is is what motivates me and, and keeps me going. But as far as career wise, I, I I always knew that I wanted to transition, um, you know, away from the game into corporate America. N- not necessarily entrepreneurship. Uh, for me, I wanted to be a part of a team. Uh, we talked about my career and, and my role as a backup. I was always comfortable with being uh, really good at, at my role. So um, I transitioned into uh, working for my father-in-law. Um, you know, right, you know, after I retired, uh, he owned an um, office supply company, one of the, the largest minority-owned office supply companies uh, in the country. Today, my wife and I run a, a catering and event planning business. We do everything from weddings to parties uh, to nine to five day to day. We feed uh, charter schools and uh, underserved uh, kids around the, the Charlotte area, the YMCA programs and, and things like that. So uh, I love cooking. Uh, I, I share that with one of my daughters. She's a oh. baker. So we cook all the time. Uh, it's what I love doing. So any day I could be in the kitchen and, and managing, de- you know, deliveries, food deliveries and, 
uh, you know, in inventory and then working with my wife, uh, watching her and how creative she is and turning a blank space into somebody's uh, dream, to somebody's thoughts that they have when they sit down with us and they say we want an event, this is how we want it to look, it's in their head, and for her to turn it, uh, you know, for it to materialize, it's just been a great thing. Uh, you know, she she gets to tell me what to do way more often than I want, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's great that we can share a similar passion, uh, work together, come home, uh, parent, five beautiful kids and uh you know have it all work out so it's uh it's going well it keeps me busy i'm always on the move i do a, a bunch of other charlotte media stuff uh, around town especially during football season so uh i'm a man that rarely sits down but um <laughs> that's i think that that means you're doing something right and it definitely gives my kids uh a role model to look to um, about hard work and, and realizing dreams and doing what it takes to uh, provide and take care of their family. Wow, that that's cool, man. So, what what's the name of the the event and catering company? Yeah, it's so the the food service business is called Food Co Services. We're a food service uh, management provider, and then my wife, her side of the business is called Done in a Day Mom. So it's things that she dreamed up that she creates and she d- does it all in a day because she's a stay at home mom. Uh, but she has this event planning business where she creates uh, dreams out of, you know, just just thoughts that people have of how they want events and parties and weddings to look. Uh, so those two businesses, we work together to uh, provide food services and um, event planning for for people out here in the Charlotte area. Wow. Well, that that's that's really neat, man. How, how did you get into that? Was that more her and then she brought you in or what was the story there? Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I've always had a, a passion for cooking. I, I have four girls and one boy, but I grew up with four sisters and the only boy. So I watched the girls oh, and, and wow. you know, tugged on my grandmother's apron and watched her cook. Uh, my family originally is, is Bahamian. We're from the Bahamas. So just Caribbean cooking, uh, the love and, and how meals bring family and friends together is something I always had a passion for. We love entertaining at our own home. Um, and, and I just, I love to cook so I can just turn the, turn the TV on, get in the kitchen and get a recipe or come up with something on my own. And I just love to cook not necessarily eat it all, but the, the <laughs> creation of a meal is just something that uh, I've always loved since I was a kid. I actually, um, you know, before I realized I could go to college and play football and I got a scholarship to the University of Maryland, I wanted to go to culinary school. Um, huh. So I get to live that dream through uh, one of my nieces, my oldest sister, as her oldest daughter uh, graduated from uh, Johnson & Wells down in Miami. And, uh, you know, watch her pursue her career in in the culinary arts. So I I just love cooking. My wife loves creating. We put those things together. And and her family's, you know, it's a bunch of entrepreneurs. And, you know, her dad is like, hey, why don't you guys put these together and create something for your own? It's it's a passion. You never get bored. You never, you know, feel um, like you're working for somebody else. You know, that, that kind of dread you have on Monday mornings. We absolutely love waking up. Uh, and for me, feeding kids all across Charlotte, because I was one of those hungry kids who needed some uh, assistance, uh, needed that, that food to be provided. So we just didn't have the money. So that's uh, part of what we do. And part of me, uh, my wife and I giving back to the community here in Charlotte. 
Man, I love hearing that. I I didn't know about all that. So that that's really cool. And and just uh, the fact you get to do it with your wife, the fact that you you've had that passion since you were a kid. Uh, really neat to see how that all all of that came together. Uh, so uh, that's a that's a that's a really neat neat thing to hear. Well, uh, Al, man, love talking uh, faith, of course, here on unpacking it, and and so we we talked a, a year ago and and heard about your your testimony and and that sort of thing. Uh, but as you kind of reflect back on even the last year or even even recently, uh, maybe what ways has your faith grown or or has your faith been challenged in, in the last year? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll I'll just start here with being challenged. I think uh, we talked about, you know, starting new business, um, uh, juggling a a kid in college, uh, and, uh, you know, throughout this past year, really a newborn, an infant, (laughs) a one-year-old. So that's, you know, a lot of responsibilities and and just family. And sometimes you you fight yourself uh, as as far as – you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I giving enough time and attention to to everyone? Um, but for me, I, I just, you know, you, you hear that voice. You hear that voice that's kind of always been there for me growing up in a, a drug-riddled environment and, and violence down in South Florida. And um, I was always able to hear this voice that kept me on track. Uh, we talk about football um, football it was in and out of the league and, and keeping that faith, keeping that hope, uh, hearing that voice saying you're doing the right thing, uh, keep moving forward, keep pursuing your dreams. And uh, for me, I just, you know, sometimes at some point in my life, I didn't know what to call it, but you know it's the, the voice of God is keeping you uh, focused, laser focused on what needs to be done. And, and for me, um, the challenges that come with everyday uh, life, you know, I continue to hear that voice loud and clear, um, and, and I know where it's coming from, and that just gives me a sense of calm, uh, gives me a sense of direction, uh, and it just never allows me to waver. Um, my kids, uh, I, you know, I know God is real because of how I grew up and who I am today, and, and I think, you know, when I met my wife and took her home for the first time, uh, she had no idea, uh, you know, that life. She grew up mm. in a completely different life. So you, uh, you know, you just look at your kids and you see the joy, um, you see love, you see that unconditional uh, love they have for you. And, and, and for me, those challenges just, just melt away. And uh, the favor God has had on my life and bringing me to who I am now, nearly 46 years old and uh, every obstacle that I've challenged, uh, I've realized, and I've heard that voice knowing that I was going to come out of it. No no matter how deep that hole got, there was always some light. So that's, mm. that's kind of how I approach life. Um, I don't welcome those challenges, <laughs> but I know I, I'm, I am very faithful that um, if I am uh, faithful and I uh, listen and I obey uh, the things that I know are, are right uh, in the words that I've read, uh, that are right, um, that I'll come out of the other side. And that's, that's how I live my life day to day. Ah, man, that's, that's phenomenal. And, and to think, you know, or be reminded, I guess that, that, that voice is there for us to lead us and guide us. And we're not alone. God wants to walk this journey with us and, and, and point us in the right direction. And so, like you say, it just comes down to us obeying and, 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 you know, resisting sometimes the, 
the pull in our own selfish desires and, and that kind of thing, but to really lean on God's voice, God's direction, his leadership, his guidance, and, and to be you know, in submission to him, surrendered to him. And, and it's amazing the, the journey that will take us on. And like you say, it doesn't mean it's, it's a void of uh, challenges. Those, those are part of the, part of the, 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 the path sometimes, too, uh, because it builds us and grows us. So, uh, man, that's a good, good word and a good, good encouragement. So I, I appreciate that, Al. Well, uh, I guess final thought. So I've got a six-month-old, so you've got a, a one-year-old. How, how, has, uh, how has life changed with, with the latest addition to the, the Wallace family? Well, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, she's a baby girl, and, um, you know, knowing that this is, is our last, is, is just watching her grow, I think we've just learned to take in every single moment even more, uh, watching her smile, watching her uh, light up when she sees our faces. Uh, she started walking at about 11 months. So all those transitions, uh, you know, solid foods, you, you just you soak it all in because you realize that you won't be here again with a year old and then she'll be 18 months old and then she'll be two. So we're just really uh, enjoying the process even more. So I think when you have so many moving parts in a home, you have so many kids, you kind of you know, you put your nose down and you knock out the task and the chores and you never really savor the process. And for us, I think the the journey has been that much more gratifying because uh, we know it's the last and, and you you relish all those moments and you look forward to the next phase. And now chasing around a one-year-old who you <laughs> wanted to get up and you're trying to make her walk between you and stand up. And now she won't sit down and you're doing, you're chasing, you're chasing her around. So uh, it's been fun. We added a puppy for Christmas. Uh-oh. That's even more drama. So oh, we have a, a two month old black lab puppy and it, it is just great. It's chaotic and it's filled with love and a bunch of laughter. Uh, there are tears along the way, but it's family. It's something that I did not have, mm. and I just know how blessed I am to be able to share uh, my life, my journey, uh, be able to grow into the man I am today uh, because of that faithfulness, because uh, I listen. And you, you mentioned being alone, and I remember that. That struck something in me because I remember being young and being alone and the thing that uh you know I I I I held on to was that hope and that voice I always talk about I still at 45 don't know uh I mean I you know I think I know who it is and I and you think uh you know you can describe it but that takes you out of some dark places it did for me uh being alone and feeling alone and isolated in the situation I grew up in mm-hmm. um and I'm not alone. We talked about everything that's going on in the house. And I can still have a peaceful moment if I'm up early, four in the morning, and just having some peaceful peaceful time before everyone gets up. I still hear that voice. I still um, feel that calming presence. I still get those uh, directions. Uh, and I know what I have to do each and every day. I just I don't take life for granted because I know it's so fragile. Um, I know how different it could be. And I know it's people who love their lives, but I love my life. And I wake up knowing that uh, I can make the most out of whatever situation comes my way. Wow. How, how encouraging. I, I love it. And, and it is so true. My, my day is different when I really start before all the craziness <laughs> and, and spend time with the Lord, listen to his voice. Sometimes it's just sitting there, being silent and allowing you know, him to speak to me. 
uh, before I'm telling him what I need or, hey, I need this and this. I, come on, Lord. And it just being restful and peaceful and, uh, and just allowing God's presence to be known. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just awesome that, that it's available to us and, and what, a, what a blessing to, to know him. And so, yeah. uh, and, and cool just to hear your appreciation for life and, and for, you know, what God has blessed you with. Uh, I think so often we take things for granted, so it's 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 good reminder to just be appreciative, and things could be a lot different. So, yeah, so good good stuff, Al. Really appreciate you sharing all that, and and love love having you on the the show today, and appreciate you taking some time. I, I know you're busy, so so glad to to catch up with you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know, having just me giving me the opportunity to kind of share my story a little bit, hopefully to, you know, impact somebody out there and, uh, you know, so much going on in the world. Uh, we've seen so many, so much tragedy, it was just, you know, Kobe Bryant's passing, all these different things. Just mm. People just have to love one another and slow down a little bit and uh, not focus on the challenges, but enjoy the moment and mm. enjoy the process and enjoy the people around them um, because it could be gone tomorrow. Things change so quickly. Just, you can't walk through life um, thinking you'll get to it tomorrow and mm. putting things off. Tell the people around you you love them. Give them a big hug. Appreciate those kids, the challenging moments, and the moments that just make you laugh. And uh, I've, I've just found joy out of everyday life, and, and that's what I hope for everyone out there. I love it. Let's end it right there. Find joy in everyday life. Well, Al, thanks again. He's Al Wallace joining us here on the Unpacking It podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Al Wallace, what a joy to, to have on the show. Uh, just so humble, likable. Those are the kind of guys we, we love having on this show. Humility goes a long way for me. It really does. There, there's just a difference in in people when you can sense humility. And those are the kind of people I like being around. And and Al, uh, you just you, you, you hear the story of, you know, growing up. We didn't go that in depth with it, but he he appreciates where he's at now and you know, the fact that he took less money to stay with the Panthers and was was good with the backup role, that he embraced that. Because so many times we see in sports the guy who has a, a great fit on a team gets a little greedy or thinks, ah, I'm going to go be a star somewhere else. And he ends up going there and he, you get lost. You end up not living up to your contract. You get released quickly. You, you fall out of the rotation. You're not a good fit in that other that other team, that other franchise. I mean, think about, think about how many players leave New England or I remember players that would leave Peyton Manning during the Colts years. And it's like, what are you doing? I remember there was a tight end for the Colts that left to go to the Detroit Lions. I forget who it was, but uh, it's just like, what are you thinking? And then that guy was gone. Exactly. I forgot his name. But but it takes, you know, humility. Now, of course, there are certain guys where it makes sense to leave and you go get that opportunity and depending on the point of your career and I'm not saying it in a blanket way but I think there's there's when you hear the stories of someone like Al who just embraced the 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 team, the coaches, the players, the teammates, the chemistry, I want to be a part of something and I'll be the third defensive end that that rotates in and still get playing time, still make a difference. You know, I 
posted in the Facebook group for Charlotte, and and one of the guys, oh, I loved Al as a player. Al had fans, you know, and we still love him. We hear him on local media and all that kind of thing in Charlotte. So uh, just a, a really neat guy, and <laughs> I loved hearing about his uh, food, lo- love for food and, and cooking, and it's it's really cool. I. You know, I enjoy cooking myself, but I haven't taken it to that next level yet. Thankfully, my my wife uh, is a wonderful cook, and so she she does a lot of the cooking um, based on schedule and, and all that kind of thing. But, man, it, there is something fun about being in the kitchen, and I, I like to create, and so I, I don't like to follow directions, so it doesn't always end well. <laughs> but, but I like to uh, just throw some stuff in and figure out something that tastes good. But my role in the kitchen... I'm the seasons guy, the seasonings, seasonings, the seasoning guy. And, and so I like adding the, the, the garlic and 21 seasonings from, uh, this is a free plug, to Trader Joe's, delicious. You basically put that on anything. Uh, so, yeah, I could talk food all day. But, but anyway, uh, great stuff from Al. Uh, I, I think the, the, the big takeaway, joy, humility, uh, and, and really that, that time in the morning to get, to get our hearts right and to, to figure out, okay, whose voice am I going to listen to today? Am I going to follow Jesus today? Am I going to follow my own way? Am I going to listen to the voice, the voices of, of doubt and fear and worry and you're not good enough? And I was battling some of that today, uh, had a tough meeting and didn't go how I had hoped. And then you start thinking, oh, I'm no good. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And you got to fight against that. And so then, and I ended up hearing an encouraging song on the radio, but we, we, we've got to listen to God's voice. He's speaking to us and whether it's audible or not audible, I think we get caught up in what, well, what, what is God's voice? You just know. And, and Al knew. And, and so, you know, even at young age, we don't even know necessarily who God is. You start feeling him wooing you and, 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 and pulling you in and, and, letting you know I am real I'm here for you I love you and and so he's making a way for us to know him and then when we finally realize and, and surrender and submit and say all right Lord I'm yours and and I want to know you and follow you and and then each day we, we have that ability to follow his word follow his plan and and when we find ourselves in those situations where it's like all right what decision do I make God, God's not doesn't want to just leave us stranded to where we don't know what to do. He wants to give us that that guidance and direction. And so we sometimes have to get into his word. He speaks through his word. Sometimes he speaks through a song. Like I heard a song today and and that it, it just impacted me. And and so and that's happened to me countless times and whether it's a sermon that I listen to or a devotional and uh, a lot of different ways God speaks to us and and you just know that voice. And so uh good good stuff from Al and uh, just appreciate him being a part of the show today. And, uh, man, so many more, more thoughts I have on the Panthers that we'll get to in the coming weeks as well. Uh, I, I still think the Panthers move on from Cam despite the latest news. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that, that take. That's my, that's my hot take, even, even though Ian Rappaport wants to report today that the Cam's going to come back as a starter. I, I just don't, it just doesn't seem to fit the overall plan. I think the Panthers have to go another direction. Like Al was saying, it doesn't make sense for Cam and I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the team. I mean, I guess he's got one more year on his deal, and he gets a chance to prove himself. And I don't know. I think I think if he plays, then the team's probably closer to 500. Is that part of the rebuilding process, or do you want another top 10 pick next year? 
So you only want to win four or five games. It's a tough, it's a tough situation. So anyway, we could go down that path. We'll save it for another podcast in the coming weeks. Uh, and so thanks for listening today. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join us as we live life as sports fans together. We're excited. Ton going on here at Unpacking It. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We've got March Madness viewing party, Masters viewing party, trivia night, man up, golf tournament, flag football tournament. So much to get plugged into. Figure it out. Unpackingit.com. Register, sign up, and get, get plugged in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 